This episode of Rainmaker FM is brought to you by the Rainmaker platform, which we'll be talking about a little bit later, but you can see more right now at rainmakerplatform.com. Happy New Year, Brian. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. Uh, it's 2015 for those who uh, are still in a, a fog rolling into the first days of January here. That would be me, so thanks. That's you. Well, you're getting a lot done, it seems, um, Which some of which we're going to be talking about a little bit today. But uh, we thought, laid out a, a nice little plan for this episode, another behind-the-scenes episode of Rainmaker FM. Uh, first half of the show, we're going to take a look back at 2014. And the second half of the show, we will be looking ahead at 2015. And, you know, we were talking the other day that folks in and around the copy blogger audience may have uh, noticed, if you were if you were watching closely, you may have noticed some interesting things going on. You may even have questioned uh, some of the decisions we've made over this last year, wondering why we're doing what we're doing. And so we'll talk about a few of those things. Uh, and obviously what we learned from them, and then uh, go on into uh, 2015 in the second half of the show and, and what's coming next uh, for us, which hopefully will be will be informative and useful to all of you. So, yeah, Brian, what do you think about 2014 uh, generally first? Uh, some of these things, turns, decisions we made. It was a big year. It was, seems like a crazy year. Like, we tried a lot of things, we learned a lot of things, and we figured out a lot of things, and yet we did it all on purpose as a demonstration. You know, when we launched this podcast at the beginning of 2014, um, we had a general plan for what we were trying to accomplish, but we were really learning as we went, figuring things out, you know, taking in feedback and, and seeing what worked and what didn't. And of course, that early effort into the new Rainmaker training course, which uh, it shows I'm still not a jaded old fart, but uh, in our LinkedIn discussion group, when they were talking about the best of 2014 from Copyblogger, um, several people chimed in and said it was the new Rainmaker training course that was their favorite thing from the year. That, that warmed my old jaded heart. Yeah, and let's talk about that for a minute because we started the podcast in January. Um, we built on the Rainmaker platform uh, both the product site and added the podcast to it. Um, but it was more—it was always going to be more than a podcast. It was always like so much of what we do is going to be a demonstration of uh, the platform itself, of marketing strategies, and that initially turned into this uh, uh, Rainmaker training course, which was essentially uh, seven episodes, the first seven episodes of this podcast that we repackaged, cleaned up, added transcripts, um, and then three, on top of that, three separate webinars that you did. So 10 lessons in that course altogether. Well, the interesting thing about that is that, yes, it culminated in a training course, but the podcast was actually the launch of the Rainmaker Platform pilot program. So th that was a first for us. We launched not only a new line of business, but the primary go-forward line of business for this company with a podcast. And I think that really kind of spoke volumes considering we're pretty much known as a writing-focused <laughs> company. Yeah. Um, 
but it was outstanding. Um, the, the pilot program, uh, we got a lot of enthusiastic people who understood the deal. You're getting a great deal. You're going to help us make it better. And literally from April to September, we went to version 2.0. It really was amazing. It's amazing, of course, on the side of our developers who I'm extremely proud of, but I'm also proud of all the people who gave us such just crucial insight. Some of the stuff we kind of knew uh, and it was confirmed. Other people had requests that were like, yeah, that's good. you know. And, and I really think that that sort of customer-centric collaboration is, is what it's all about. You know, Building something according to what's in your head and throwing it out there is really not all that smart a strategy, although you still see it all the time. Anything else you want to hit on uh, the launch and uh, Rainmaker 2.0 on the Rainmaker platform? Well, let's just say that when you're when you're betting the future on something and it goes well, you know, adding another seven figure revenue line for the company and, and pushing us into eight figures overall for the year, that's pretty big. So I got to say I'm pleased despite the chaos. I, you know, whether what if it looked chaotic on the outside. Multiply that by 10 <laughs> on the inside, Man, trying to build a SaaS product and coordinate editorial and support and all that. But um, no, it, it's but, you know, that's the thing. 2014 really just set the stage for the go forward, which you'll start seeing implemented this year. So yeah. that's all we'll say about that right now, because I think the demonstration of what this thing can do is, is the most important thing instead of me just saying how wonderful it is. So back to this podcast in particular, uh, we covered a lot of ground over the year in, you know, in, in relatively few episodes, I think um, there was some uh, specific things that we wanted to cover, which dictated our schedule for releases. But one topic in particular uh, kind of dominated uh, the year for all of 2014, and that is curation. Yeah, so we took the summer off um, because we had work to do on on evolving that 1.0 to a 2.0. Uh, that won't happen again, by the way. Going forward, this it is... Won't? No, no. <laughs> I'll, hey, if you want to take the summer off, that that's fine, but I'm... I may take, I may quit everything else, but I'm going to do the podcast every this week. show will air. <laughs> I'm doing 50 at least next, or this year. God, I'm already losing track of what year I'm in. But uh, yeah, so we came back in the fall, remember? And we did a couple of interesting little NPR storytelling with guests, yep. with uh, Tom and Sally Hogshead who will be keynoting at uh, Authority Rainmaker. And some people liked them because they were short and quick. Other people didn't, you know, but they, it, it took an incredible amount of work to do those little episodes. Right, Robert? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, I had to write the script. I did the interview first, you know, which is usually all a podcast is, as we demonstrated with the guests we had at the end of the year. But then you take that and you select excerpts of what the guest expert said, yeah. and then you write a story around it and then you give it to Robert to narrate. <laughs> it was quite the production. And I was proud of those two episodes, but I don't think we felt that the response was strong enough to justify that amount of work. Yeah, it was very interesting. The interview, the straight kind of interview shows and the shows where you and I are kind of rambling along talking were 
some of those biggest ones. And of course, you know, of course the content curation topic. Yeah. So well, the curation but. one was more of an educational for, and, and one thing we did catch, I mean, some people liked the interviews a lot. Um, some people didn't because that's very standard in marketing podcast land. I get that. We get that. We, that's why we've experimented with different styles. We don't want to be like everyone else. But one thing came through loud and clear that people want to learn something, whether it's short or it's an hour long interview, there has to be a focus on education. And I always try to do that, but I think that it gave me some good insight into going forward. So anyway, to your point, uh, the curation topic was really kind of a tease at a new project that at that time was nothing because it was only an idea and I hadn't implemented anything at that point. Um, But it was basically the, the roadmap of what I wanted to do with this new project that's built on Rainmaker. Uh, Not only that, but really completely done by me, right? I don't have you and I don't have the copy blogger team behind me really. I mean, to the extent I need assistance with design work or fall, of course, is always there, but I kept the design really minimal. You know, anyway, this is a busy CEO side project as case study, of a curation business model, right? So we didn't know how that would resonate or not, but I thought it would do well because curation is a hot topic because, you know, you got people talking about content shock and glut and this and that, uh, which I think is mostly overblown, but there is incredible value in being the person who finds the best stuff packages it up, gives their perspective and commentary, and delivers it by email, preferably. Um, So that was my idea. So we did the show, you and I, and it was like a home run. I mean, people just went crazy over it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a basic look without naming the – we're going to talk more about this in the second half of this show, but without even giving away any details about your project in particular, um, it was a really kind of basic overview of I think part of it was is that there was a little bit of shock in the sense of you know the history of copy blogger and what we do and what we're known for versus um, a new kind of strategy. Not that copy blogger and you said in that episode is going to move to a curation model. No, uh, copy blogger is what it is. This right. is an alternative approach to it to, that I want to do no matter what. But I figured. If people were interested, it might make a good case study. And it turns out people are interested. So taking that fact with the emphasis on education, you'll see the next several episodes of this show focusing on that project, which we will talk about a little bit in the next part of this show. Yeah. All right. So we've uh, chatted about this a couple of times and we're trying to decide what to talk about and what not to talk about in terms of our next project here. And I'm going to I'm going to leave it to you to start this little conversation about this next project. So away you go. Yeah. And this is part of the try it and figure it out motif that was 2014. You know, we started out with a brand new Rainmaker that was always supposed to signify content. And then, of course, we launched the Rainmaker platform. And that, of course, is the SaaS 
service that allows you to do what we do effectively as we're demonstrating it. And you have to be careful with a term like Rainmaker. I mean, people instantly get it in this in the context of sales and marketing, but that also means that you have to be careful in, in a trademark sense that it's a generic term. So you have to have a trademarkable, ownable term to prevent confusion in the marketplace. So that's why it's really important that we have modifiers like new Rainmaker, Rainmaker platform, uh, and then people saw us introduce Rainmaker FM. And one thing that kind of, I understand why it happened, but it was kind of concerning. You know, everyone was like the new Rainmaker platform, new Rainmaker. You know, there was all this confusion in the insertion of new because it's in the the domain name. Right. We do own rainmakerplatform.com. It's not the sexiest URL, but it's easy for people to, to find uh, the ever-moving sales page <laughs> for, <laughs> for Rainmaker Platform. Um, but And that's what I'm talking about. If, if you're looking from the outside and you're like, these guys are all over the place, hey, we did it in public in front of you on purpose. So you can see that we're not just making this up about iteration and adapting and putting it out there and figuring it out. That's how it really works. And, you know, if, if some people want to say we're, we were kind of inconsistent last year, that's okay. But I think that's the wrong lesson to take away from it. Um, this is actually how it works if you're truly listening to the audience and to your customers. So in the fall, all of a sudden, we introduced Rainmaker FM which is a URL, and we were using it for the name of this show. And right about that time is when we had the light bulb moment, right, Robert? Yep. I, th I think it was somewhere around when I started the interview series. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I did those interviews as a demonstration of what I consider a form of curation. You know, yeah. I'm not putting myself out there as the expert in that context, I'm having a conversation with someone who I really want to hear from, you know? And I think it was David Seitman Garland that said, the key to a great interview is being genuinely curious in what the other person has to say. Um, and I think that's why those interviews went so well. But the recurring theme that kept coming up about podcasting, Jay Bear said some very interesting things about you know, we, of course we have video and we have text and they're never going away, but audio is the only true mobile content format, right? Yep. And of course we thought of that a year in advance, which is why we did a launch by podcast. But I think that the whole idea of Rainmaker FM and the conversations you and I had about what we really wanted to do, finally I just decided, yeah, we're going to do that. So... Here's what I'll say. This show <laughs> will again be known as New Rainmaker eventually. And Rainmaker FM is something that encompasses that show. Now, can you guess what that is, Robert? Yeah, but I'm sitting here trying to remember what the heck we talked about in terms of what we're going to reveal and not reveal. I mean, it'll be it'll become clear soon enough, but uh Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Um, right now, Copyblogger is our flagship content site, and we're about to launch another one. Yeah, and right. it couldn't be any more different, but you probably have caught on 
if you see what we did in the last year, again, launching a product with a podcast. So yeah. yep. stay tuned on that. I think that we'll, we'll just wrap up 2014 on that note. Yeah, let's leave it at that. And uh, let me say that this episode of Rainmaker FM is brought to you by the Rainmaker platform. If you're looking to easily build a powerful sales and marketing website that drives your online business, head over to rainmakerplatform.com. There's that URL again, Brian. Head over there right now and sign up for a free 14-day trial to see if it might be a fit for you. Rainmaker handles all the technical elements of good online business practices for you. That's design, content, traffic, and conversion. And she does it all under one roof. Get over to rainmakerplatform.com right now and get back to building your online business in 2015. Okay, speaking of 2015, you hinted at um, and have been talking a bit about this new project of yours, and uh, we had also touched on how the curation episode of this very podcast uh, took off in the uh, minds and imaginations of our listeners. What is that going to look like in regard to this project, uh, this podcast, and your project in 2015? So the next, I believe, three episodes of this show will be me doing a three-part case study on my curation project. Um, And I guess you could think of it as a mini course like we did with the original New Rainmaker course from the beginning of 2014. But it will extend beyond that as I have new insights to give. So this will be kind of the core of here's what I'm doing. Here's my strategy. Here's my plan. Here's how I plan to execute. I'm going to continue doing that. And then the things I do well and the things I screw up, I'll come back (laughs) and continue to report on. So it should be a lot of people that have already uh, caught on to what I'm doing are kind of excited about um, being able to get notes in process, right? It's not, here's what I did five years ago. It's here's what I'm doing right now. And here's what happened, right? Yep. So as we've been discussing, this is a curation product project, meaning I'm finding and synthesizing content created by others to create these email newsletters that hopefully have high value um, and are able to build an audience because I'm delivering value in the sense that I'm, I'm finding the best stuff for people without them having to do it. One neat little package from someone that they trust, right? So I've actually, what am I on? I've done three issues, right? I think that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Third one just yesterday. So yeah, like I wrote the first two with no audience at all. And then I kind of leaked it out on social media. And uh, so people are starting to figure out what it is. But if you haven't seen yet, be in the show notes, but it's called further further further.net. Not a cheap domain, even for a .net. I was going to ask you that? about that. Let's let's reveal the price tag on that. No, you don't. You don't. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as you might be thinking, but worse than maybe you're thinking. I don't know. So, what is it about? It's completely. It's not about marketing necessarily. Uh, there are um, aspects of it that relate to entrepreneurship and marketing in that context. But it's really, I guess, the 
encapsulated in a pithy tagline would be personal development without the fluff. It's very science-based, research-driven information, non-guru, non-crazy new age stuff about living your best life. In fact, that's the headline on the homepage, live your best life. Got a brief description and an email opt-in. So that's at further.net. The other component, the other two components, I guess you would want to know about from being able to follow along with the case study would be the Facebook page, which goes by the handle further.net, you know, facebook.com slash further.net. On Twitter, it's at further.net. That's spelled out. If you want to follow. Exactly. Unfortunately, I wish Twitter would allow you to put dots in names. That would be much more attractive, but they do not. So I had to spell it out. In both cases, the dot is spelled out. So that is a look at what's coming for content on this podcast. We're looking into the curation mini course, um, the case study of Brian's new project. There's going to be interviews. There's going to be a lot more than that. But one thing that is directly related to that on the product side of what we're working on in 2015 is the uh, suite of curation tools in the Rainmaker platform. And Brian, you and and, and Rainmaker Customers um, across the board do not have access to that yet, but these tools are coming and uh, they are going to be in the standard package of the Rainmaker platform. And this is going to make your job uh, a lot easier in a lot of ways. Um, We've talked about this before, what these tools are going to do and how they're going to help, particularly in the curation aspect of doing content. But what are your thoughts on some of this that's coming in, in relation to what how you're doing things now? Well, you know, without the tools inside Rainmaker, I'm having to patch everything together, which is the problem we're trying to solve. And in some cases, I had to deal with some pretty annoying translation issues from page to newsletter template. Don't even get me started. It was horrendous. But... Hopefully that is all going to be worked out. The problem is I wanted to get this thing started uh, in advance so that we could kick off the year with this case study. So you're right. Things will get easier when the curation tools are released as features inside Rainmaker. Now, here's the good news, because if you've been following along with our product announcements for Rainmaker, we said the curation tools are part of the pro package, which will be fully delivered by the end of March. You know, that includes marketing automation and adaptive content and uh, full learning management system. And what else, Robert? I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff coming, but that's part of a, a more expensive plan. After I saw that reception of the curation episode and, and the fact that I'm doing this myself, uh, I said, hey, let's let's throw the curation tools in the standard package. So if that's not clear... Uh, if you buy Rainmaker right now, that's the standard package. So when the curation tools are added, which is coming, you will get that upgrade automatically. You don't even have to do anything because we upgrade, obviously, all Rainmaker uh, sites for you. Uh, another interesting thing that's coming in the standard package right now, of course, we're using Rainmaker to produce this very show, one show on one site. Well, Rainmaker is about to become capable of hosting many, many shows 
on one site, which will be very handy, I think, maybe for this Rainmaker FM thing. Have I, have I said too much? I, I almost just stopped you, but I think, I think we're still okay. I mean, I don't want to make a damn circus out of this, but yeah, you're right. It's gonna, <laughs> you, you love a good circus. <laughs> it's going to make things a lot easier for the project we're doing called Rainmaker FM, uh, the, the next iteration, the next evolution of Rainmaker FM. And all of these details will be coming out. We don't mean to be uh, coy here, but yeah, and that will yeah. be, co- be part of the standard, to Brian's point, of the standard Rainmaker platform standard. So if package. you've been waiting to get on board because you, you felt like you had to invest in the, the professional package to get these particular capabilities, including podcast stats, multiple podcast hosting in one site, and all the curation tools, you don't have to sweat it because you could get started right now. And those features will be out shortly, I'd say within the month, month and a half at the latest. That's my latest word from development. So it's very exciting. So my curation product is a demonstration that I'm going to do a case study of. Rainmaker FM is going to become a highly educational um, content site that is also a demonstration of the Rainmaker platform. So I think I think you kind of get the feel here. We're committed to teaching you one way or another, whether you use our products or not, but, but it's going to be pretty apparent how much easier and more powerful the Rainmaker platform allows you to be to do these kind of projects. Let's close this episode out uh, talking about back to content and back to content strategy and, and philosophy, really. You brought uh, something to the table a few months ago, this idea of adaptive content. How do you want to approach this? It's something we're going to be focusing on talking about a lot in 2015. How do you want to introduce this to uh, the Rainmaker audience? Well, I think adaptive content is or can be a confusing topic if you've heard of it at all. You will. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, In the sense that there are many definitions of it. I mean, uh, I've seen people talk about adaptive content starting with mobile responsive design, which of course we've been doing at Studio Press and with Rainmaker as a matter of course, right? That it's a mobile world. Now your site doesn't render automatically on a phone or a, a tablet or a laptop or a desktop. You've got issues. That's to me, that's just web 101 now. And of course that is built right into Rainmaker. So, you know, and it's adaptive in the sense that it senses what device or what screen size you're on and it adjusts, right? But the broader concept of adaptive content is the type of user you are based on your interest and needs, the content itself changes. So that sounds a little bit like marketing automation. And I think, you know, we've been using the two terms side by side because I think there's a line but there's a reason why most of the marketing automation companies, Marketo, Eloqua, even HubSpot, they are very expensive and they're aimed at companies that have sales teams, right? So marketing automation is really identifying moments when you can identify that a person is ripe to speak to a member of the sales team, right? Adaptive content is more for companies like Copy Blogger Media, where we sell 
online or for service companies, for example, that do lead generation online, but it's not exactly going to a 20 person sales team. It might be coming in to a realtor. Like when I was a broker, you know, the leads came in by email and then I distributed them as necessary to agents and all that kind of stuff, right? It's really the content and your copy that is your sales team, whether you're selling digitally online, right? Or you're doing lead generation of the type that I just mentioned. So adaptive content is really about being your sales team, being the right salesperson at the right time for the right person. And I think that's the best way to think about it. But I guess you're going to be learning more about it. I work in I'm working with Jared and Damien uh, on the series Damien is producing because what we realized as we were building out the advanced feature of Rainmaker is it's really an adaptive content platform. And rather than a buzz phrase, I think adaptive content is just what content marketing will be in the future as consumers, whether B2B, B2C, whatever the case may be will expect a more responsive and personalized experience. It's no longer good enough just to produce content that, you know, half or 60% of people on any given day are not interested in. And and I'm not denigrating that because that's how Copyblogger was built, right? But the technology is getting smarter and that means your competitors are going to start doing it. It's really not super complicated. It's actually kind of wonderful. Remember, Robert, the theme of the new Rainmaker training course. And again, if you haven't taken that, go sign up. I think 30,000 people have taken it. It's pretty, pretty cool. But, you know, create less content with more impact. Well, that's what adaptive content allows you to do. You're able to serve up the right article from your archives at the right time instead of it being buried back there. There's stuff in the Copyblogger archives. I'll stumble upon it. I'm like, ah, I wrote that? You know, I mean, that's not how it should be. And that's not how it's going to be. And it's the technology uh, that is exemplified by what Rainmaker is evolving into with the professional edition that'll be out by by March. So that's why we're starting this educational campaign on Copyblogger primarily, but also on this show about adaptive content and how you do it. So that's a, a brief, very brief look at 2015, what's coming for us and as it relates to you. I mean, we didn't even touch on, man, like things like Authority Rainmaker, the live show we're putting on in Denver in May. We didn't touch on a major shift that we're doing regarding email on Copyblogger, but we'll be talking about that. Oh, you know, we we killed blog comments on our Facebook page last year. Yeah, we got to right. top that somehow. So I would expect that we might have some surprises. I think so. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you would like to get Rainmaker FM delivered to your digital doorstep and not miss a thing in 2015, head over to rainmaker.fm and sign up by email. Just click that big green button you'll find at the top of the page there and We'll take care of the rest. And if you want to go direct to iTunes and subscribe to Rainmaker FM in iTunes, I've got a little bit.ly link for you. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Rainmaker FM. We'll take you to that, uh, to the iTunes page directly. B-I-T dot L-Y slash Rainmaker FM. And if you would like to give us a nice review or 
Some stars of some sort, that would be wonderful. Some stars of some sort, yes. That is uh, the language that iTunes understands. So yes, a rating or a comment over to iTunes is uh, extremely helpful uh, if you like the show and uh, you want to want to see us uh, uh, do better in iTunes. Thank you for that. We always appreciate it. Wherever or whenever you are out there on the internet, good luck to you. And Brian, thanks for this episode. I'll see you next week. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.